Yellow. May we speak to Chris Hess, please? Speaking. What's up, what's up man? How you feeling tonight? I'm doing well. We just thought we're sitting around talking about the Redskins on the Audible for Hogshaven. We thought, why don't we just call, give Chris Hess a I call? I he could come out and play. We, we can't talk about oh, Doug I... Williams without you. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Wasn't my idea, Chris. You there? What are you doing? Are you in the bat? Are you taking a dump, dude? Catch, Do we catch you taking it? Yeah, where are you? In? Where are you right now? Uh, I'm, well, I just walked out onto my back porch. I was uh, I was watching Orange is the New Black catching up on the new season. And uh, <laughs> just decided to pause it because there's important audible Hogshaven uh, calls coming <laughs> in. So, so I, hit the, I hit the pause button. The on, bat on phone. The new hey. Black. You got called straight from yes, yes, yeah, straight from the from the commissioner, from Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, we've been drinking and, and crank calling all afternoon. You're the first person who answered. <laughs> it's taking us till nine thirty-four. <laughs> Sounded a little, a little bit like crank yankers for a second. Well, coming in on the uh, phone call, I like that. I like that, and the fact that he answered. Um, all right, so it is kind of a big day, a momentous day for Redskins fans, uh, which is why you're here, Chris, and because we did. We did change things. This is like the official changeover from the way we did it under McLovin to the new way we're going to do it. Uh, Kevin, can you please do us a favor and describe the hierarchy for us? You mean the uh, Eric Schaefer quoted tripod, tripod, if you will? Uh, Yeah, the tripod of personnel being the man, Doug Williams, the coach, Jay Gruden, and the salary cap money man, Eric Schaefer. And... uh, Bruce Allen has effectively decided to back out of this deal. Uh, I guess Doug Williams mentioned only to play good cop, bad cop. If anything ever goes down with Jay and, and Doug's marriage, as he spoke about it, um, but in the hopes that, that never has to happen. But you know, you know, you don't. There's always going to be a few bumps in the road, but that's what we're looking at now, man. The the, the tripod of Eric Schaefer, Jay Gruden, and Doug Williams with salary cap money, coaching, and personnel decisions. But. Chris, who has the real control here still? Let's be honest. Yeah, Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen. This Damn. Is still, this is a, Damn it. I, hey, listen. You guys I, don't look, believe in the tripod at all. This is the magic you guys kept talking about, Bruce Allen, how he keeps you distracted over there while he does his real work over on the other side. I mean. Three-card Monty. This is, this it's is a total three-card Monty, and he is, he would be a, a millionaire three-card Monty dealer uh, because he always has us looking the other way. There is no way... Um, that Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen don't have all the control still, um, which is, at the end of the day, fine. I mean, that we always knew that. It was always about who we're going to add to those two to make it work. Big Lovin was that guy, and it did work until it all of a sudden, Big Fat didn't work uh, for, for reasons which I still think will probably come out um, sooner rather than later. So this is it. I mean, Doug, so Doug Williams, this is also kind of putting together an old, you know, a veteran front office squad. I mean, these guys have worked together before the Grudens and the and the you know in in the Buccaneers organization. Um, all these guys know each other. All these guys have worked together before. It's going to have to go a whole lot better for them here for them to be you know considered successful. That's for sure than it did in Tampa. Yeah, I mean, I hate the term cockroach because I have great respect for Eric Schaefer, but how has he stuck around this this dumpster except, fire except for fourteen years? <laughs> yeah. well, With Brad Johnson. That's yeah. very telling, actually. Well, 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 yeah. I think, you know, the, the last time we kind of talked about this, we, uh, I mentioned the next person who takes 
I, I think the titles are almost meaningless, but whoever is the person right under Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder, I think has to be able to play the, the politics game within that building to survive. And I think that's something that Scott McLuhan just either could not or would not do. And I think that had more to do with him being fired than whatever else we've heard. But Bruce Allen is so slimy. I absolutely detest the man. And for since he got here, all he's done is, is he, he is the best I've ever seen at deflecting blame onto somebody else. So even though Shanahan was, uh, I, I guess, president of football operations or whatever his title was when he was here, he kind of made it seem when Shanahan got pushed out that, oh, oh, it was just, you know, Mike was, was doing this shady stuff and, and it was just an, an, this uncontrollable situation. And then... Um, you know, after 2014, Bruce Allen said, you know, that, that first season with Jay Gruden, he kind of made it seem like, oh, well, you know, I, I was in charge, but, you know, I need, I need another helping hand. And then he brought in Scott, you know, then he yeah. found some way to fire Scott. It's just, it, it never sticks to him, and he always finds a scapegoat. And what I don't want to see, because I think we all – Everybody loves Doug Williams. Um, he is a legendary Redskins. So the one thing that I didn't like about the hire today is I don't want Doug Williams to be set up to be the next fall guy for Bruce Allen. And that, that is kind of what I'm afraid is going to eventually happen to him. Uh, you know, maybe I'm being naive, but I feel like Doug Williams has been up against way worse <laughs> Anything, anything difficult that's ever been put in his path, uh, he's proven he's gone up against way worse than Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder. Uh, the guy was the first black man to play quarterback in the Super Bowl with half the nation praying to God he won it and the other half praying to God he lost it because of the color of his skin. Yep. This, is, this is the guy that sat in the emergency right. room the day before with an you know, abscessed tooth and a, and a chair the day before the biggest game of his life. Didn't sleep all week long. Comes out and hurts his knee in the first quarter. I, I think we got our guy, our foxhole guy. Hung 35 on him in the, in the second quarter. Went 9 for 11 for 228 and 4 in the second quarter. The yeah. greatest quarter of football in the, in, the, in the biggest football game in the history of the universe. It puts the, it puts no that one's team ever been the man the of five. the helm of a quarter like that in the history of the sport at that level. I, I, I hope it translates over to being able to knock the piss out of two little oh, twerps yeah. that oh, yeah. Have too well, much to talk I, I, about. I think Jay Gruden inherits a ton of power. I've, I've been saying that all, all along, and I think it's true. I and I also think Bruce Allen has a history of deferring um, to whatever Gruden's in the room, whether it was John in Tampa or, or Jay here. Uh, I think, and I think Jay's playing it smart. When, he, when they ask him, he says, "I'm, I'm staying in my lane." Uh, you know, they bring in good players. I coach them. I get some input every once in a while, but uh, my job is to coach these guys. He's always, if he's if he sticks to that line, whatever he says. Behind closed doors, is he's going to get he's going to get it. If he if he wants somebody, I think he has the ability to 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 make that you know make make that call. I think and I think Bruce Allen because I think Bruce Allen would be happy to to, to let him do it. And if it doesn't work, it'd be like it's his fault. To, you know, to Chris's. Well, point. I think that Chris, yeah, Chris was just mentioning that, but that's that's dangerous with a guy like Doug Williams, just for a lot of reasons. Kevin was talking about you know the history he has in this organization. 
Bruce is playing with fire if he's setting it up. I don't think that's happening. And I'm certainly not betting against uh, Williams to, to, to tank. I mean, this is an interesting, you know, situation that we're in. Like, like Ken says, it's just it's a new era. Well, What's the one thing I'm bring? excited about today, T, is just like the T-shirt said in 1987, is exactly what our front office needed. Doug Williams, a touch of class. Yeah. Our front office could use a hell of a lot more class. Oh, yeah. And we just classed up to the and fullest And his, his official title is what, Senior VP of Personnel? Player personnel. Player personnel. Um, you know, what did you say, Kevin, earlier? Only two, there's, there's two other people with yeah, that job Mara, in this league. There's a Mara in New York that has that job title. And then a president's son, I forget, somewhere else. I uh, uh, forget where. Only two other guys have that title in yeah. the NFL. And they're, and they're the sons of owners or presidents of well, of that as, as as far as as far as being just a, a personnel man you know i'm completely confident in doug williams i mean he's he was he was a player for years so he's going to be respected um you know he's he's coached at grambling um he's he's been in scouting and personnel and the executive offices with tampa bay Players and he's been gave him a standing out for a players long gave time. A standing right. You know, I mean, he's if you just look at his resume and blank out the name Doug Williams and just say, hey, this is what this man has done in his football career, there's no reason to, to kind of question, I think, him getting this position. He's He has completely earned it, and it's not just because of his name and the team that he won a Super Bowl for. Hey, if, um, if he's I, successful, I think he's completely qualified. If he's successful, you know, uh, and if this team is successful, first of all, if this team is successful, every, everybody, you know, is, is a genius and looks good. Um, but there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of growth. If this team is successful, there's a lot of growth for him um, in the league, not just here. I mean, certainly he could. You could be looking at Dan, Dan Snyder, thinking of Doug Williams as Bruce Allen's successor. Uh, you know, when when it's time to Vinny Serrato, that guy. Um, after after a decade or two of whatever, um, so you know there, there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of ceiling, there's a lot of place, places for him to grow, uh, and if this team does well, you know he benefits from that you know professionally, which I think is awesome uh, if that were to happen to him you know here, but it's a good day it's a good day for Redskins fans because I think it does provide it at least provides clarity on what it is that's going on I think and I think it's pretty clean and clear what what is going on at this point so. Tripod. It's a tripod. You know, the tripod. It's cl- it's clear as day. And that's not anyone's nickname. That just has to do with there's three. That is correct. Right. Okay. That is correct. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, listen, man, we appreciate you answering our call. We just thought, hey, why don't we kick off the show by talking to Chris about Doug Williams? Well, I, I appreciate it. Uh, always happy to answer the phone call, even if uh, season five of Orange is the New Black is on. Yeah, slide those George back on, brother. Get comfy on the AC <laughs> oh, couch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or slide them back kick off. Those, kick those, cra- those Crocs off, too, when you go inside. So we still, we're still teasing and queuing up uh, a similar segment of uh, off-season hate, hating with hate. Um, and if that's not next week, it'll be the week after. And, Chris, we always appreciate your time, man. Yeah, man. You guys take it easy. Thank Thanks, you, brother. brother. Peace. All right. Good night. All right, then we'll turn a little bit to that. Bit of that. He cut out there. I can't a little believe Metallica that going on. It, it, it totally worked. worked. Yeah, I mean, you sh- we show up here, and Ken's like, well, let's just, we're going to call Chris. Yeah. Okay. What time did you tell him you were calling? 
I didn't. No, just call you know call someone up and. That's a professional right there, though. Oh well, he's obviously a professional at uh, watching Orange Is the New Black. By the way, for all of our Facebook Live uh, listeners, you're coming on the second or listeners and, and watchers. We just talked to Chris Hess, aka I Hate Dallas. We actually cold called him. Um, he was able to slide a, a handy pair of Crocs on and escape out to his patio to discuss. Suns out, buns out, bro. Doug Williams ready to rock. Suns out, buns out. <laughs> Um, and so we're putting the Doug Williams portion of our show uh, on ice, and we are moving on to the NFC East. Um, people are going to get tired of talking about the mind minutia of a couple weeks of OTAs and, and uh, mini camps. Well, we can, we can expand that world just a little bit because uh, it's happening in three other towns of teams that we played twice this season. Um, and that was my uh, choice of you know, what to cover on the six-pack because uh, I think you did hear Mark Maskey of the Washington Post write about... Uh, DeMatha, by the way. DeMatha. Um, DeMatha Catholic, actually, by the way. DeMatha Catholic grad, yes. Uh, Dallas is, is becoming a little bit of a trendy pick again out of the NFC, which f- I don't get on a number of levels, uh, n- not, not just because it's, it's a terrible prediction that hasn't worked for a, a totally, you know, two decades. Um it's annoying. It's frustrating, uh, and it, to me, it's 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 just pandering. It's pandering to every uh, you know in every in every sports media market in this country. There is a, a bucket load of bandwagon Dallas fans. So if you need ratings in in the early June, of course you're going to talk at the Dallas Cowboys because someone someone somewhere is bedazzling a jean jacket and getting ready to tuck a jersey into their jeans uh, and watch the Dallas Cowboys play football. Um, we them boys, right? I guess. That's I, the bedazzling. You paint just, really bad pictures. That's the nicest thing you've no, yeah, ever you, you said really to do. me before. You really do. <laughs> hey, you, they're clear, though. They come through, you're like, oh, why did you put that picture there? <laughs> Don't hang that there. It goes in the garage. That picture goes Gross. in the garage or the basement. Ew. Um, but let's look at the NFC. So I think if you're going to choose to make the Dallas Cowboys a Super Bowl contender, you're either saying that the NFC East is good uh and the the win the, the the top team in the nfc east is going to um be the best team in the league or you're saying they're going they're going to dominate the nfc east and get in the playoffs on the strengths of uh you know f- four and two or five and one record in the division and you know squeak past somebody maybe, maybe green bay i don't um, want to speak for all of us but it feels like the nfl is always based upon what you did last I think the NFC East last year came up and kind of shocked some people at the end of the year. The fact that there were they were they were a lot there were a lot more contenders in that league in that in that division than people had thought. It was the joke going into the season, right? So I think it it, it means for whatever for whatever it's worth that the that the East is somebody to pay attention to. And I like the fact that the attention's on Cowboys. I hate it when it's on the Redskins. I hate it. Yeah, well, no, we haven't earned it in quite some time. No. Well, it doesn't matter. I and just, no one in the East wins back-to-back back as of late. It's the old, so it's the old Bruce it. Allen. We've won Look the at most. Them. Yeah. Watch them. Watch the Cowboys. And, and you just we, we got to do our thing. You know, this is this is not a year for us to well, all right, know, so be, put, be resting on any laurels or anything like that. Let's go to Philadelphia first. And at any point in time... Brian, you can jump in with, with – so we're looking to – and you know what? Oh, I thought you were going to paint that picture of actually physically going to Philadelphia. Matty, can you go grab one of those uh, helmet speakers? 
We want to do our. We want to give one of those. We want to give the one of those out tonight on uh, Facebook Live. One of those uh, helmet speakers. You're right, nice. th- right there on the floor there. You're giving gifts away. Yeah, but don't. Hey, no Facebook Live goes over there. That's that's the uh, pr- that's the that's that's the planning area. You know, the staging area. We don't want any any cameras going on over there. Um, I thought it was just Darren and Silk getting down on the Nats game, but well, there's some of that going on. Yeah. All right, so we're starting in Philadelphia. Nobody has any faith in Philly, including us, um, and yet, and yet they have a young quarterback who has, uh, I think, a ton of potential. They gave him a, a pretty darn good receiver uh, in Alshon. I, I, I don't forget Tory Tory, Smith. Yeah. Well, I I didn't forget Tory Smith, but no, Alshon is he, he, sure. he's a beast. He it, is. He'd be the, he's the best receiver. I mean. I'd rather have Alshon than Deshaun. Than Deshaun. Uh, right this second. Right this second. Yeah, and that's, 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 that's apples and oranges. Yeah, we could do this all day. Uh, yeah, we could a huge that. monster, freak, physical, badass versus a tiny little speedster. You're talking about a monster truck versus a little coupe. I mean. I want the monster. Well. We got a monster truck. We do have a monster truck. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying for the Eagles, he's the wide receiver that I fear. I mean, I fear him more than I fear Deshaun Jackson. For as much as he beat us up, I mean, Alshon's the kind of guy. They went to get him. That's his purpose. We've we've had a couple goes. I'm not looking forward to playing this guy. Alshon did nothing to us compared to what Deshaun did to us as Redskins fans. Let's just write that down. You know who's looking forward to playing Alshon? Who who said so? Yeah, yeah, Josh Norman. Yeah, Um, he looks forward to all of it. He looks forward to all. That's why we got him. For all these dudes that they got in the NFC East this year, what do we talk about? Twenty thousand receiving yards, uh, five hundred touchdowns versus, you know, what what was here before last year? I mean, and Philly jumped out of the gates getting a, a burner, and I would have liked to have had a Tory. I think he's a poor man's Deshaun, to tell you the truth. Not very poor because he's been in the league plenty and he's a tremendous pro. You know what I'm talking about with that speed and ability. Alshon Jeffrey is going to be he's going to be a bitch. He's going to be a, tough to handle. But going into game week, going up against Terrell Pryor all week long. That gets you ready to play against a guy like Alshon. I was like going to say, how long, how yeah, long do you think it's going to take between uh, before uh, Norman and Pryor get into it? You know, competitively. I'm not saying, you know, like, but you, you see it happening. I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um, we, we, you know what? We have to change out. We have to do a, a quick change on on uh, get Brian Stabby involved uh, so he can. Look at this. Just. Producing Look live on yeah, air. He's, he's, he's multitasking. Doing the music. I mean, and I'm, now I'm just pretending to do something. I'm just, no, I agree with anything. you, Kevin. It, it is going to be. Are you in there, uh, Brian? But we have to remember we got some players on our side. Yeah. Am I in yeah. it? You know, yeah, you're can't, in there. can't just be afraid of you know what everybody else is doing. I think that the East right now overall is in pretty good shape, and it's starting to even out. You know, I think that it, there's parity in the East, or it's it's getting better. I think Philadelphia could easily be. Um, a, a 500 team in the NFC East this year. If you got to play Alshon Jeffrey twice, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm making him out to be more than he is, but um, he's the kind of guy. No, I mean, he's I, a star. As a, as a Redskins just, fan, he's not the only piece. He's the they guy. Re- Tory Smith. Reed Dowdy ends guys. up on in the end zone. You know, late in the game, and 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 that's, there's no that's more curtains. Reed Dowdy is no Moss. DJ Swearinger. Reed Dowdy is no DJ Swearinger. I know. The athleticism still, at the safety It's going to be a long time. I know it is. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to wake up sometimes in August every year for the rest of my life and wake up and be like, "Man, Reed Dowdy's still our safety." It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just drilled into my head. Remember, you were saying that uh, Sudfeld was talking about. Don't ever count out Reed Dowdy. Then all of a sudden, you know, then all of a sudden you start seeing more and more coverage on Swearinger. 
And even Jake Gruden saying, you know, he's he's really come on. I mean, he's going to be a player. I mean, I think Dude. this guy's going to be special. You're going to have to throw bullets. Yeah. You're going to have to throw bullets because Sewer Cravens is uh, his twitch quickness, however you want to call that, his reaction. He might not catch all those balls, but if you give him another 10 to 15 yards of depth, he's going to he's going to his ability to disrupt plays, the radius, the disruption radius. It's, so, it's huge for him back there. He's he's a, and, he's a freak. And look at his partner in crime right now. The other safety, Bruce Arians, said they have the, the when they when they went over film. He said he blew everyone out of the water, and their software enabled everyone to figure out how many hours were put in. He said DJ Swearinger blew everyone on the Cardinals out of the water, and now you don't think Sue Cravens gonna be sitting right there next to this dude who said, "Here's how the great ones did it. Here's what here's what here's what Ray Lewis would sit down with the greatest safety of all time and do. Why don't we get to doing that so we can be?" the tandem that everyone hopes that we are in town. What, what uh, a great influence on him. By the way, I'm patent pending on disruption radius, just in case anyone's you worried got about it. that. Thank you can you. have that. Yeah. Thank you. Let's go, to, let's go to Facebook Live. All right. Well, so first of all, Michael says Ricka is a beast. <clears throat> Thanks, Michael. Physically? I agree. I think he's talking he about the size beast. of my head, but we're just, hey, uh, we're I appreciate just, it. We're warming <laughs> you up on uh, the Facebook Live <laughs> concept. Lots of chatter about... <laughs> questions of uh, about DJ, whether you think he's going to be able to lay people out. People a little bit afraid about... I hope he doesn't go for hits. I mean, he, he's going to get his the, chances. He's talked about the lower radius. He's talked about avoiding the head. Uh, what, what, who was the safety from Chicago with the, with the dreads that just kept hitting everyone in the mouth for us? He's not doing that. He's, he's, he's got smarts. He's a crazy person. DJ? He went to high school with Josh Norman. They're nuts. They're not right yeah. in the head. They're, they're going to still be this way. I know. He, has, he can't do that. No. He can't do that. He cannot... We need we we no. can't have that guy. He knows that, and he okay. got in trouble last year for going low and, I know and ruining someone's career. And he said, "Look, this is what the league wants me to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is where my helmet has to go." The offensive players understand this; they're aware of this. This is the new league we play in. This is the deal. Yeah, he's still going to be coming downhill full bore, and this dude hits like a truck, man. You know, I I just I just want him to hold off on some of those just for the longevity of his Redskins career because I think we need him. Um, I think we need him bad, and. I, I, he, he, you know, those collisions are, are bad on both guys. Uh, the one, the kind, you know, the kind that he's delivered on more than a few occasions. So we, we I mean, just, I think I look, his high school coach has been a high school coach in South Carolina for 35 years, said that's the smartest player I have ever coached. That's okay. the most, I think he can thing. figure out the rules in the NFL. Mm. That dude has been around one state title after state title. I know it's back to high school, but you don't just stop being the smartest well, guy on the team. This is what separates guys at this level they're all great high school players that are all you know great college players and they're separating themselves at each level at this level I think what really separates the great from the good are the guys that are smart those are the guys that excel they're the ones that get in they do the they do the work they put the preparation in to the point where it's you know, it, it, it's almost – it's easy on And he's on taking Sundays. that to a new level with he's, the preparation. He and is, that rubs off. We were talking about this last week about a couple of guys. You know, wasn't it Brown we were talking about too? There's another guy yep. who may be coming into his own and learning how to become a pro. It, it, it's what everybody was talking about Sean Taylor yep. at, at his career. It kind of clicked. And he said, yeah. i got to do it the right way. And both our safety's idols are the man, right. number 21. It's that part for me is very surreal. Hell yeah! Although Swearinger had to pick it up for seventy five G's, <laughs> the old number thirty six. But who cares? Uh, and, and he'll pay. Uh, he just got ripped off a nice little what six million dollar check. 
Um, maybe we need to engage. Do we have any any good commentator? Yeah, I'll, we, I put a, we've got some good stuff. Okay, because uh, I want to hear something. I also was gonna. I mean, I'll throw out a question if people want to respond on. Tell people they're gonna get a helmet. Let's oh, th- throw out Dallas. Who's the? I mean, is, is it Philadelphia or the Giants? Yeah, so that's more or less likely to finish in second behind the Redskins in the NFC East this this year. All right. Yeah. We'll we'll uh, we'll put that out there. Yeah. Philly or the Giants. We got a lot of questions we about that, Philly because we're Dak's an injury away from. Dallas yeah, the, having the only a thing worse than two, two, two quarterbacks is no quarterbacks, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Kellen Moore ain't taking this I don't, team. I don't wish injuries on anybody. No, 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 no. But we're from a team who had a great rookie quarterback. We've had this buzz yep. coming off a rookie season, and we all know how, how the dominoes fell. Um, so let's hear, hear some of them, Brian. What do we got? So we talked a little bit about the defensive secondary. Let's talk a little bit about some of those guys up front, specifically some of the younger fellows they brought in in this draft. There was some chatter about – Maybe getting Allen some reps, but not throwing him in with the Wolves. Is it the right Wait, move right. to start him right from the get-go? or In they, June. Should they get him going? In yeah. June it is. Not in September. Well, he'll be, he's, <laughs> he will be our starting defense. He will be on the yeah, field yes. on the first play of scrimmage at, uh, of defense for the Washington Redskins um, this season. You can count on that. Um, I, I would even argue that... Um, I would make the argument that Ryan Anderson will figure out a way as well. I, I do believe in that player. Um, not he, he's not my Kota Glover necessarily, um, mm. but please. But we'll save that for please. we'll save that for Don't another show. Start that again. That's uh, my Anderson. I take Anderson uh, over Kota Glover. Though. Okay, uh, okay, that's, that's fair enough. In a, fair in, enough. A, in a young ballers convention, yeah. I'm, I'm taking. Okay. I'm taking R A all day. Fair he enough. just threw the damn Clemson quarterback out of the bar. E, you got yeah. to go. So what I, found, go. what I found <laughs> interesting in the NFC East last year was that the Giants had the best NFC East record. Dallas, I mean, Dallas won 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Redskins had a chance to have had the best record in the NFC East last year had they uh, taken up Eli Manning's offer on uh, us winning that game, uh, mm. hands down. And, and we're like, hey, you know what, no thanks. We're gonna, we, we, I got dinner for the holidays with the parents. I'm just going to... I'm just going to chill here. Uh, they, they make me the most nervous. They're, they're cachet they're of always arms. They're good. Who? Picking up Brandon Marshall, the Giants. Giants. I mean, say what you want about Eli, but that guy's got two under his belt, and, you know, he just... And he, he stays he, on the field. He, he does. He doesn't, he doesn't get injured. They and, do. And they, come up, they, they come up every once in a while. They go away, and then they come up oh, once... But Odell and Brandon Marshall... That that's that's scary, and then the rookie tight end they picked up. They got if that if the tight end him. works out. I know they're unstoppable yeah, because they're, because they're, when Eli Manning has had a tight end, he has been unstoppable. We and we can't cover Odell, Marshall, and a top tight end. Who, who's the? This is the closest personnel we've had available die. to do I something. Think who the like guy that. was it blew us up the the Giants tight end a year or two ago. Yeah, the uh, random dude, not yeah. pass. Was it Ty? It was Ty. No, I don't know. It was no, no. Uh, yeah, he caught he caught like three touchdowns against us, yeah. and he didn't have another game like that the rest of the season. But this is the closest we've been on defense athletically to be able to match up with a team with that many weapons. And you can actually say we're deep at, at positions because we just have a lot of young guys. I mean, I know, you but know, that's the just... problem. It's not going to happen overnight. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, we're... It's, it's there's some there's some <laughs> Norm, Norman takes Odell, who's got Marshall Breland. Yep, Breland. And Breland's got that length, and, and you know what? It's time for Breland to step up or stop tweeting. One well, or the that's other. that's the thing. Yeah. It's that's a contract year. He's getting help. He's getting help. Yeah. And Kendall Fuller, they said, look, bigger, faster, and stronger coming off that micro fracture. We talked about it. Yeah. One year or two years removed from the actual. 
this is the year where he this says, is the this, this is, is his year. This is it's fair to judge him starting right now as a as a as a kid who's got three older brothers in the league who knows all about how this league works. Yeah, I mean, three older brothers banging into your head. You're not just you know walking around out there not knowing what's going on. Uh, the, the, the Redskins and they're from the league. So cornerback uh, core is um is is real sneaky to me because. Uh, Josh Norman is all world. You you would take him on at the top level of cornerbacks in the league. Um, Breland, not so much, but talented. Uh, talented has a lot of has a lot of ability, but but we're not counting on him. If you if Kendall Fuller and Fabian Moreau turn out to be the kind of players post injury that most reasonable people assume that they can and will be, our secondary is pretty amazing. Deeper than we've been for a long, than a long time. I know. I agree with you. Amazing. I, 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 on, on, a, on a scale back schedule of they haven't played together yet. Oh, I'm That's saying all. over the next right. couple of years. Ability wise. Damn right. Damn right. Damn we, right. We, we, we've been hamstrung at the position for forever. We haven't had this much young quality guy. I mean, these guys are locked in. These guys are going to be on the team for a few years. Yep. Ten dudes on that side of the ball under 25. That's what we're talking about. Yep. Weren't Athletes. They, was it, Athletes. Weren't the Redskins like the oldest team in the league just – Within a few I mean, years, M- McLovin did a pretty good job of uh, getting us young. I remember hearing we definitely have some old guys. Three, at least three years ago mm-hmm. or so, it was the oldest. But Reed Dowdy's like fifties or starting safety. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> He's already got too much play. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can move on from Reed Enough. Dowdy. Thank uh, you. I just got the Calvin Johnson <laughs> catch. Gosh. Um, me and my dad when I was eight. I know. All right, and Andre Johnson, just as long as we keep. I meant Andre Johnson. Yeah, I apologize. Uh, anything else there, Bry? And wor- worthwhile, helmet worthy? Do we have anything helmet worthy going show on? Show them there? what they might get. Yeah, they, oh yeah, yeah they did. They just showed you, it. You want to show it off? No, oh, yeah, show that helmet off. What is it? You haven't even it's described a, it's it. It's a NEMA. The Redskins helmet too. So, so it's an. It, here's the thing. It's a speaker. It's a NEMA Bluetooth speaker. It it, it doubles as a speaker phone. It uh, you can link them up. It's an it's officially licensed Redskins product. Uh, they have it's they awesome, gave it to actually. us and said, "Hey, listen, find a Redskins fan who deserves this thing and give it to them." And uh, make sure people know that Father's Day is coming up. These things are awesome. Sixty five, what sixty five feet away? It you, works. You were telling us I had my hand raised the whole time. You're like, "We're gonna do this promo." I was like, "No, well, how about the?" Uh, I know, uh, I know, yeah. I know. But uh, it's awesome, dude. It's it's it is cool. They, you know what they put. They're licensed uh, for everything, so pretty much every sport, even college, I believe, you can get. You know, this company will put that that logo on it for you. Uh, and you, and let's be honest, can you have a house without a Bluetooth speaker in 2017? No, I don't think you can. Might as well have a Redskin one. I do. So who wants it? Oh, yeah. we, we got we got all kinds of play tonight. All right, let's get some play. All right. Come on, now, here we so go. You want to stay with NFC East? Uh, I want to hear helmet-worthy comments. Give me them verbatim and tell me who's saying them. All right. Well, Pam Hancock says we're having way too much fun, and I don't know if Sorry. it's possible. Yeah. We're working on it, though. <laughs> uh, let's see. We invited T. He just hasn't, you know, he just, he, he's the life of the party on a weekly basis, and we, it's, just, it's a never-ending streak. As director of Good Times, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that as another huge compliment. Put that on your, oh, yes. link, put on yes. your LinkedIn. Thank you. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> uh, all right, Pam, you're in the running. Yeah, uh, Joe has had lots of good questions. He wants to know about, we talked a little about the Giants. What's the biggest improvement that is going to be hardest to stop for Washington with them? Our biggest improvement? No, no, no. No, theirs. The Dallas, New York, Philly, any, no, any no, of them? Giants. No, just, the Giants. Giants. just the Giants. Just the Giants. All right, quick, quick, quick once around. 
Do you want to start? Oh, we already said it. Brandon Marshall? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Marshall, that's it. Yeah. Consummate Marshall. pro and a, a huge receiver at a position of need for them. He also has done well against us. Uh, yeah. He, he's he's a dominant. If you if you're if if Eli Manning chooses in the huddle to go to Brandon Marshall before the play even starts, probably they could probably run a play successfully 80 85 percent of the time. No, I mean, that's tough. What do you but, think? I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you every time in the huddle you're like, we're going to Brandon Marshall. Here's the, whatever the route it is that you're working that for him. Fifty would be okay. Pretty pretty. Pretty good. Well, let's let's put Bashad Breeland in a contract year and and hope for the best there. All right. And then, uh, you know, let's go let's go with Tom Sula and Manuski and see what we got to get a little more pressure because Eli's been sitting back there for a while. And all right, we we need to we need to teapot kettle knock him down every now and then. Couple more. That yeah. that helps yeah, out. Yeah, the pop, popcorn around. We got some questions from popcorn. Brandon and Chris about the backfield. Who leads the backfield in rushing this year for Redskins? Uh, we all want to say P. Ryan. We, we want to, and it's probably going to, to be the case. But I don't think that means our backfield is awesome. I really like our backfield. I think it's going to be P. Ryan, but I don't think it's going to be a 500-yard margin. I think it's going to be closer to a two to 300-yard margin. I think uh, we're not going to just throw him out there 100% of the time. Uh, nope. Taking a look at, at, at Fat Rob a couple weeks ago out there in, in, in Northern Virginia, uh, he, he's built like Adonis. I don't know what the nickname means. He 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 looks like a, he's built like a brick shit house. We're bringing him back. Uh, We're bringing him back on the show. He, he's all of it. Yeah, he has and, survived the draft and, uh, in, a, in a way that we didn't. He, that was eye opening. That yep. was eye opening to see his physical stature. There was a chance that we were coming out of that draft with a Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook yeah. or you know somebody that was that was. Neither going one to, of those would have been bad. Well, neither one of them would have been bad. <laughs> but we would have been going into the Redskins season with the idea that those guys were our starters. Yeah. Samaj P. Ryan, while. A career rushing leader at Oklahoma, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, it says a lot about him. He's not coming in and, and necessarily taking Rob Kelly's job. And both these boys played in college in a shared backfield. Yeah. Uh, he played with Mixon, P. Ryan, and, and Fat Rob was a fullback who didn't get more than thirty carries his senior year. They they understand the game, so behind the scenes, they're going to be each other's biggest fan. It's going to be those two young guys a year apart. As skins getting the job done, and it, it, it's in the red zone with Chris Thompson as our third. I think we're I think we're set, and I can't wait. But I do. I think would say P. Ryan Thompson will lead in total yardage if, from scrimmage. If, no if chance. Dachson, by, by, over for P. No Ryan chance. and Kelly. No chance. You don't think Chris Thompson? Too will many have good more? receivers. Too many handoffs uh, of P. Ryan and Kelly. I'm talking about the, the the running backs. I think Chris Thompson will have more yards from scrimmage than any other running back on our team. He's going to have three to four hundred yards tops rushing and three to four hundred yards tops receiving. Yeah, uh, and, and, and I'm thinking P. Ryan's going to be in the 900 to 1,000 range. Uh, well, I, that would be ideal. I also, you also hope you don't need to rely on Thompson as much this coming year because we're not going to be mm. faced with as many third and P. longs. P. Ryan can catch the ball out no, of the no, backfield. I, my point yeah. is we're not going to be faced with so many third and longs. We need him to have some spectacular play, Thompson's which is where a special he really player. helped us out yeah, last but you year. you got to throw P. Ryan's receiving yards into this factor. You're I am. Just, I am. picturing him as, as the rusher. I, I'm saying that Chris Thompson ha- has been and will continue to be the, the engine of our offense. I mean – what we what we what we need really from a guy like P Ryan is the ability to run run a power running game inside the twenty. I that's, love Thompson, that's what they give us. But it's not the engine of our. When, whenever we needed to move the ball, when we had to move the ball, he's an awesome weapon. Spark, he's a spark he's an plug. Awesome weapon. He's a spark plug. Think back to the Detroit game when you were in the, late in the fourth quarter and you were driving down the field and you needed to score. Who got the ball on almost every play? Chris Thompson. I, I this is, he's the kind of player that our offensive coordinator. 
um, like Sean McVay, and but also an offensive-minded coach like Jay Gruden. That's that, that's the guy that they want. The Giovanni Bernard of our offense is Chris Thompson. I'm not doubting his talent. I'm just saying there's also weeks against different matchups where Chris Thompson didn't touch the ball in the second half. That, that, that's what happens. Samaj P. Ryan and Fat Rob will touch the ball in the second half with this offensive setup the way it is. That's all. That's my opinion. Why I don't think you're wrong. I love yeah. him. You know first I love all, him. First of all, the engine of your offense is your offensive line. Of course. Of course, T. First Dude, and foremost. And if Doxon, if Doxon is what we all you're making are me, hearing make me look he, bad. He, he can be. Wish I knew more about engines. We all are hoping him to be. That opens things up. I mean, they're already on paper better in the red zone, especially if Doxing can do what everybody thinks he can do, because it opens up more opportunities in the passing game. It open it, that opens up more opportunities at the goal line, yeah. and if you got guys like P Ryan and, and Fat Rob who can bang it, it comes down to wide receiver blocking. Goes up. That's I'd our rather have Doxing than Marshall. I want that to be known. I'd rather okay. have Doxing okay. than Brandon All right, Marshall. All right, Brian, this year. hit us. Hit us. All right, you want one more? One more helmet worthy. Comment. All right. Who said it and quote him? All right. Well, good uh, question from Joe in combination with Chris here, talking about the receivers. We got three big guys that could get a ton of yards between Terrell Pryor and Jordan Reed and Josh Dotson. Who has the most yards? That's a great question there because, damn. I mean, Got to throw Crowder in there, too. I mean, well. I think Crowder's going to be right around 7-8. That's how he does it. But they're going to push the ball. This Terrell Pryor can Pryor, fly, Pryor's going to get a lot of looks. He's going to be targeted. I mean, he could, be, he could have 150 targets that in this offense. That question gets me excited, yeah. actually. He could have 150 targets in this offense. And if Terrell Pryor gets 150 targets in this offense, my guess is he probably catches about 110 of those, and he probably does it for like twelve or 1,300 yards. Biggest dude on the team, uh, you know, height-wise. Fastest dude on the team. It's going to be hard not to say Terrell Pryor, man. But Jordan Reed was out there today just doing it to him. Jay Gruden couldn't stop gushing over him again. He's got to stay healthy. Because he, he does it in bunches, too. He, he, he really does. He the, key, really does. the key to the big number health, is, is health, long health plays. Health plays in, into that. And Jordan yeah. Reed has not played an entire season nope. yet. So. No, he has not. But he overproduces when he's out there, too. True. Which kind of, wow, what a great question. What an awesome problem to have to answer this question. I'm going Terrell Pryor. I know it's the easy way out, but that dude is just such a freak. And running at that speed with that catch radius. But In man, a contract year. Uh, don't forget. Uh, Are you going with Pryor too? Oh, Pryor. Dude, everybody it's on the contract beast. year. Tripod. Our, oh, no. Oh, oh. Yeah. It's way bigger than a tripod. It's like yeah. 20 tripods. Like everybody's on a one-year contract. Biggest tripod you ever saw. It's the biggest tripod you ever saw. Uh, anything else helmet-worthy over there? That's, some talent. That's a great question. Right yeah, there. getting some love. Just they're enjoying, enjoying what we're doing here. All right, all right. Uh, but nothing helmet-worthy. I think we've had. We can. So it's between Joe and Pam? Because I like Pam's comment about Kevin being a beast. No, said we're having so much fun. We're having oh, so much fun. fun. She really seemed to really understand what's happening on the show. She captured Tuesday night. She understands Tuesdays. And then you got Joe, Joe, who has a legitimate question. Joe's been blowing us up all night. Joe, so he has, and, a, he has a longevity and a, and a kind of like a like 
career achievement award. And Chris is killing us with kindness over here too. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough. We might have to take it off the air if we're trying to figure this out. How many helmets do we have? I wish we had a ton of helmets right now. We just. Go to we make it rain. Go to the website. Price we'll, is right. Only gives out one prize. We'll put per it up contest. on Hawk Haven. You guys, if anyone wants one, uh, anyone else wants price one. Price is right rules. No ties in America. You said that. I know, but it's all about tripods and helmets oh, here. I'm man. just trying Are to make going back to happy. ties again. So yeah. everyone to be happy. No tie. There's no ties in uh, helmet yeah, speakers. No. no. This isn't no. King Solomon. We can't slice it in half. Unless there's I'd neighbors that could share the same Bluetooth. Possibly. Is there any no. neighbors out there? I have no, no idea. It's someone close by. I think you share a helmet with your neighbor. I think it's got to be Joe. I think we, uh, you guys. Is there is there another obvious answer? Uh, this this Joe guy. Where's Joe from? Well, Pam says she's from Florida. All right. Thank you very much, Pam. Where's Joe from? I don't know. Joe's Joe's typing up good questions here. All right. It's Joe. It's Joe. He's Joe from. He's Joe. He's Joe. He's Joe from Facebook Joe Live. From Facebook Live. Yeah. It's Joe from Facebook Live. Uh, Joe from Facebook Joe. Live asked a question that was arousing. Yeah. Yes. No. Oh, Rochester, New York. No. Close. All right, we won't hold that against him. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, I got family up there. Uh, we'll figure out how to get everybody's connected so you can have uh, an awesome helmet speaker phone. Um, Joe from Facebook, Rochester. Right? Yeah, I, I, mean, I assume there's a way for Joe and us to connect. Oh, yeah, we can make that happen. Yeah, we can make that happen. All right, just making sure we can make that happen. Thank you so much, Joe. On behalf of Tim Strachan. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, everybody. Kevin Ricca. Yes, uh, T and I really don't know how this works, but we like to say thank you for all the stuff, and uh, we're ha- we are having a great time. Thank you, Pam. Thanks for the great questions, Joe. Hope you guys had as much fun as we did. And who was the last guy you said was was blowing it up? Chris, 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 Chris Bryant. of course, Chris. Uh, and thanks to Chris Hess. Speaking of, that's right. You get no helmet, sir, but <laughs> great answer. Celebrating in his special Circle George spectacular way that only he can. Appreciate you, buddy. I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was The Audible.